Today, I'm joined by Jason Gaborio of the beverage brand Illicit Elixirs, a drink that's healthy as it is fun. Jason is an advertising pro with a flair for all things pop culture. His journey from iconic advertising campaigns to co-creating this exciting beverage is nothing short of remarkable. Get ready for an engaging conversation about creativity, innovation, staying true to your roots, and not being afraid to learn. Jason has an inspiring story to share, and I had a blast getting to talk with him. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the podcast. Joe, thank you. What a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. I'm glad we connected online. We have a lot of mutual friends in common. We've never met in person, but you know, just just checking out your 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 profile, your history, your background. It's just it's just you got a really cool story. And and to me, it's like the purpose of the show is for someone listening to learn, Hey, how do you start a, you know, a beverage brand? Like it's, it's such a cool concept and what, what you are doing with illicit elixirs <laughs> from the packaging down to the PR down to just you being so just out there pushing the brand and, and engaging with consumers and people I, I think is amazing. So I wanted to get your story, want to hear, you know, everything about your background starting right with the advertising creative agencies that you work with. I mean, you know, you work with brands like Apple and Netflix. Going back to those days, right? Was there like a moment in you know your career that kind of felt like, you know, I'm like onto something. I'm working with these these brands, and they're trusting in my ability, and I'm doing a great job for them. It, it, what what was sort of that light bulb maybe that went off in, in in the beginning? Well, I was I was really fortunate to start in advertising at a really young age, and you know, I think for. For us in advertising, there's all these great award shows. So I think when I was, before I was 21, I had won some advertising awards and that was just enough for me to be like, okay, I think I can do this. That got me motivated to want to win more and then more and more and try and just always push myself to do the kind of work that, you know, people were talking about, was getting press that, you know, was having results for the brand. So it was a really, it was the time I was in advertising was a blast. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it became to me in, in friends that I have in, in the advertising world, it's very hard because you always have, at least in my experience, you'd have competing agencies, right? And, oh, we're sending out an RFP and you're getting one and maybe another agency is getting one. So there's that sort of drive to continue to evolve and, and better yourself, right? So yeah, the testament of you working on you know some campaigns that were pretty out of this world obviously will tell people, Hey, look, this guy knows what he's doing and we can trust in his, you know, work ethic and, and his career. Did, did that sort of time in your background, right? You had the advertising, but you also had this background in fashion and design taking the passion you had for maybe like aesthetics and style translated. Did, did that sort of like translate in your approach to, you know, marketing advertising for, for global brands? I remember when I heard this quote from David Lee Roth, like when I was a uh, kid, which is, uh, you are what you wear. And so that's when I really got into fashion. I started to like really delve deep. I wanted to be Ralph Lauren. 
And I still want to be Ralph Lauren. I was just say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, I, I really started to understand fashion and, and how fashion translated culture. And that really excited me. Like, you know, you, you could identify with the, with a certain culture by the, the clothes they wear and stuff like that. So going to FIT, understanding, starting with fashion, but then seeing that, you know, what brands were doing in terms of design was really inspirational for me. To taking design history, that was really inspirational for me. I think for me, I always wished that I could execute at the level that some of the greats could that I had learned about. But I think what I possessed was a, a, a conceptual understanding of design that other people maybe didn't have. And that really translated in really great into advertising. So if we were doing a campaign and we wanted it to look like 1950s posters from France, like I knew, I knew, I knew enough about design history and fashion history. I could bring it to the table. I couldn't execute it. Design for me has to be at the core of everything. It's what translates globally. It's what people see initially. And, and it tells so much of a story before you even read a word. So yeah, it's design is so important to me. So my wife's a designer. Yeah. Plug for her there. <laughs> nice. But you, oh. you were talking too about RFPs and, and what that's yeah. like in advertising. And that was that what a great question, because having had my own ad agency and having started a few offices of agencies, those RFPs are so competitive and the ad agency world is so competitive. The agencies are so competitive with each other. And that's so motivating. I'm really competitive. <laughs> you want to come up with the best work. And what a feeling when you win a pitch. Uh, what a feeling. It's really incredible. Yeah, because like you said, winning awards in your, you know, in your yeah. 20s and stuff, it's just that, that drive. You have the, the sort of like, I want to be the best. And, and like, that's what you want when you're sending out these RFPs, right? Like you want the best. And, and clearly, you know, you've been awarded uh, uh, as such, right? So if you're, okay, so talking about your newest, your brand, Alyssa the Lixers, yeah. right? That's your latest, you know, project, but kind of a passion at the same time, right? Like you have a partner, John, and yeah. I'm assuming there was like, you know, not to use light bulb again, but a moment, right? That made you two say, hey, like, let's just like do our own thing. Like we we, we do all these like, you know, I, you know, Jay, you know, Jason, you do all these things for uh, a brands and you're, you're coming up with these cool concepts and these great campaigns, but hey, like, why don't I just, you know, do this for myself? What, what was that moment that the two of you came together and uh, decided uh, to, to venture into this beverage world? So I have to give 100% of that credit to, to John. So I have ideas all the time. Like that's kind of what I'm, I'm constantly, we should, we should do this as a movie. We should do this as a brand. And I was, we were walking our dogs. Uh, John is my neighbor. Uh, we were walking our dogs and we were talking about, you know, uh, he comes from health and wellness technology and we we're talking about health and wellness and what's happening around functional beverage space and stuff like that. And, you know, just seeing his face light up as to what could be possible really got me more excited. So seeing somebody who knows how, so he's an entrepreneur, he understands VCs, he's an operator to see him get excited and imagine how to bring it to life in a real way is what got me excited. Because like I said, I'm used to throwing ideas out. They become ads or the whatever, but they never become a brand. And so it was really John's excitement that really made the brand real or else, you know, had I been walking my dog with uh, <laughs> someone else, they might've been like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> or you'd be in business with them, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so like you guys have this like, 
the, the packaging, you know, like like we talked offline. I mean, I got a you know the, the, my flavor here. I ordered you know the other day Vegas debacha berry. I liked it a lot. I'm into you know healthy as, as much you know being as health conscious as, as possible. But specifically, like this is the eye catching graphics, the clever flavor names that you have, right? Can you start there with like how the story behind just the name Alyssa the Elixirs, how these designs, these graphics kind of came to fruition or or maybe like the one thing you're most proud of achieving so far in this venture that seems to have legs for forever, right? It's just such a cool concept. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, I think what, I think what we're most excited about is that we are bringing the fun to that functional beverage space. So in the, in the beverage category, there's, there's water, there's sparkling, there's juice, there's stuff like that. But within the functional beverage space, our mission is to really bring fun to that space. I, I care about health and wellness. I was suffering with back pain for over 10 years, debilitating back pain, tried everything, surgeries, and then moved over to this approach to functional medicine, functional neurology. And just understanding how, you know, the, the right combination of vitamins, minerals, amino acids could really kind of make a difference, like non-pharmaceutical approach to it. So anyway, that functional space. But I think what I'm most proud of is that we're able to have a drink that's lower in calories, that tastes delicious, it's crushable, and it's fun. Like you go into some of these health food stores and it's so serious or it's just so, you know, it's overly spiritual or it's overly just, you know apothecary or something like that. It feels like it's medicine and, and that's not who I am. So I, there was a kind of a disconnect between my personality, but my approach to health and wellness. And I think this brand kind of brings those kind of the fun, the irreverence, the silliness, the cheekiness, but with the health, fun, health and wellness together. Yeah. I think the can was only like 45 calories, right? Something. Yeah. It's just, it's just just the sweetness from the real fruit and it's carbonation. And then the um, functional ingredients, we call it Dopa Joy trademark. (laughs) Oh, very cool. (laughs) Yeah. We worked with this functional neurologist, the one who got me out of back pain, this uh, Dr. Chris Caffrey, who uh, is a genius. And we said, here are the, all the FDA approved ingredients, which ones are known to help support dopamine production? at what functional level. So just working with him to get the right blend. I think we see a lot of functional drinks that have, you know, the right ingredients, but are they the right blend? Sometimes the ingredients undermines the functional benefit. So for example, if we had pineapple juice or something that's high in sugar, that would undermine the functional sort of aspect of the brand. But this is the, the fruits are known to be high in antioxidants, which helps supports dopamine production the, you know, so all the levels of sweetness, calories, it's all working together to kind of create that functional benefit. That's pretty amazing that you're bringing in, you know, even medical professionals to it, because I think a lot of people, they'll, they'll kind of create something, but they don't think things through as, as sort of intricately as, as, as you have, because you see a lot of these brands, then you find out later on, you're like, oh, these are great. These are great. And then like, oh, there's seven grams of added sugar, something that you're not really thinking about because the packaging is telling you 20 grams of protein or whatever it might be. And you're just kind of looking at the main bold print on the front and you think, okay, but you're not really doing a deep dive into it because you're just kind of, all right, well, this should be good for me because it's in this aisle or it's like you said, maybe it's in a, in a health food store, so it must be good for you. But you, you guys have really sort of done your homework, which I think is reassuring to people listening who are like, okay, this sounds very cool, but is there anything hidden that I'm missing? And it sounds like 
there's not, you know, it's, you guys are just coming from a, a, a pure, you know, uh, approach to, to this whole beverage. And I think I, like I said, I tried it. I thought it was great there. I was expecting, Oh, maybe there's like some aftertaste or there's some, you know, it's too fizzy, but it had a great blend to me. Like I, I just tried this one this morning and I thought, you know, cause it came in late last night uh, to my delivery. And I, and I thought it was, um, I thought it was great. I'm going to try the other ones. I just went very sounded to me like <laughs> my, uh, yeah, exactly. So like, if you had to say like, okay, so far starting a beverage brand right from scratch, you know, obviously that's not an easy thing to do. And, and, you know, but in terms of like any challenges, hopefully there's been none, but maybe there were some along the way, but in the beginning, uh, currently, were there any like hurdles or setbacks that maybe you face and, and sort of like how you overcame them and, and learned from those experiences? I don't know, FDA, who knows, right? But were there anything uh, in the past or, or currently that you're dealing with that you could share? There's so many answers to this. Oh, again, I got to give all my credit to my partner, John, who, again, has really done an amazing job kind of guiding me through a little bit of the places that I don't know what I don't know, especially in terms of productions. In terms of the like the, the marketing side and the brand side of wh where, you know, that's kind of where where, you know, I'm, I'm sort of leading that side of it. It's been surprisingly seamless and easy. I think I'm so used to working in a business where I need to pivot. They don't like, somebody doesn't like a line, some, a logo isn't too big. So if there have been challenges, I don't know if I know them anymore because I'm so used to being fluid in terms of creative. Oh, we can't say that. We've got 20 other things we can say. So I think the biggest challenge is for me is just kind of learning about the raising money and asking people for money. Uh, and what that what that's like, putting a presentation together for folks who are outside of the marketing world, who who do want to you know invest in the brand or who are who are making decisions to put the brand on shelf or to carry the brand. I think the biggest challenges for me or the biggest learning has been around the production of the beverage that actually it, it was clear in our first production run that, you know, something as simple as a as a, a knob breaking on a machine could cost you a month in sales. Wow. And, and I was, t I was telling anybody who'd listen, it's like, okay, these are, these are my new challenges anymore. It's not about making the logo bigger anymore. It's, it's the flim flange on the flagly do is broken. <laughs> and, you know, it's stuck in a, it's stuck in a, tr uh, you know, a trade ship in the Suez canal it won't be here for two months or the shipment truck flipped over. And now, you know, so-and-so doesn't get their shipment. So that's kind of been, it's not hasn't been a challenge, but it's been a tremendous learning curve, learning the production and operations side of the business. You know, John does not shield me from that. He was, wants to make sure I'm learning all of it in real time. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so, that's cool. Been a yeah, lot of I love it. You know, I I think the biggest thing I would say to anyone wanting to start their own brand in whatever category is go to the trade shows and go to the conventions. That's something I had never done before. But in the past year, going to the packaging trade show, the you know convenience store trade show, the beverage trade shows, meeting the folks in the industry, from the people who drive the trucks to other people who are starting brands, just again, the learning curve and just being there has been tremendously valuable. A valuable piece of advice that I would never have imagined. I thought I was an expert in all these categories, having coming from 30 years of advertising working on beverage brands, launching beverage brands, working on brands that have been around for hundreds of years. But you you have no idea until you go to these trade shows and conventions and really learn the industries. It was really valuable. 
Yes, it's going bottom up, right? I mean, like you said, from the truck driver all the way to the assembly line, all the way down learning that sort of back end production world. I imagine that's got to be just completely invaluable. And I would also think maybe a lot of people like you don't take that time to, to do what you're doing, right? Because they think, oh, I know this. Like you said, I yeah, I got three decades of experience. This is my backyard, my wheelhouse, whatever. Talking about that, like your background, strategies you may have implemented in those days of advertising, creative approaches, whatever it might be. Have you borrowed any of of that kind of you know bag of tricks, so to speak, um, that have sort of you know helped been a game changer for for your for your brand. Uh, yeah, I bar I borrowed all the techniques from uh, <laughs> advertising days, and I I've yet to implement most of them, and that's what I'm really excited about that we can get to a little bit more of of where I've been sort of known to do my best work in terms of a larger you know mass awareness disruptive kind of work, and, and we're getting there close, but I think. Right now, we're able to, I think what's great, again, coming from the creative world is, is understanding how social media works, how social media connects, how design works, creating, we've been able to do a lot more with a lot less because we know what's going to work across these different touch points. You know, advertising and communications is so much different now than it was 30 years ago when I started, when you just you needed a, a radio spot and a TV spot. Now your brand needs to come to life, especially for a younger Gen Z target that we want to reach. You know, we need a TikTok strategy. We need a, a meta strategy. We need our own, you know, our own owned asset strategy. And then everything's got its own ecosystem. So understanding how that works and being able to create with all that in mind coming into it has been really valuable for sure. And knowing the right people. I, I think the biggest connection is, is the experience of all the people I know, whether they're the clients that I used to work with or all the creatives and, and experts in their field that I've worked with for 30 years. And I can call them up and ask them a question of, hey, you know, what do you think about this celebrity for this flavor? Do they have enough followers? You know, and just being able to ask those people, having those relationships, I can pick up the phone and ask them and, and get expert opinions has been hugely valuable. Yes, you're getting like the experience, the, the learning experience, you know, learning the the background like we talked about the assembly line but then you're also being able to tap into oh friends and and call in a favor here and there but you mentioned like gen z and 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 maybe your your target demographic uh as being part because obviously your your approach is blending you know health and fun which is to me pretty unique because it seems like it's one or the other right you have fun it's probably alcohol if you have health it's probably no you know no fun yeah. Right. So you guys yeah. have this sort of cool approach to that, you know. So when you're getting, you know, advice or uh, from from your, I guess, like you said, your your mentors or maybe your colleagues or past people, co coworkers, do you feel that this combination of of wellness and irreverence in, in trying to get the brand identity, what are the reactions from consumers as well as? your past, you know, associates that it's kind of like striking the balance between, you know, the product is not only good for you, but it's a blast to enjoy. What has been the sort of, you know, advice or um, reaction from, from both consumers and I guess, it's, you know, your, your, your past uh, friends and, and colleagues. I think what's great about the brand is that it has those multiple stories that we can tell with it, depending on who we're talking to, where and when. So, for example, you know, we, we just got accepted in a, a, a large health club chain, 
Uh, we just got accepted with, you know, one of the largest distributors in the health and wellness space. So with them, they look at the thing and they look at the ingredients and they look at this functional benefits and it's, it checks all those boxes. And then you, you know, you share the, you share the brand with, you know, we, we've been bringing the brand around as we've been creating it to our kids' soccer games and, mm-hmm. and watching the kids react to it. And it looks fun and it's fruity and it's flavorful. And then you look at the parents looking at the ingredients and the calories and the sugar. And so that's been a <laughs> lot of fun to just see how the brand flexes depending on who's holding it at the time. So, you know, the, the, the target today, like this isn't, a, this isn't a novelty for them. This is their starting point to have the brands should know this. We've got now years of sort of information so, you know, I always, when I was, again, working in, in advertising, I would say to any of our clients, like today you're a startup. So if you're, you know, if you're a Del Monte, for example, like you need to think like a startup and knowing everything you know today, what, what do you want to say? What does your consumer want to hear? And so now it's kind of serendipitous that that's really what I have to say to myself. So these things are like, why would you put some disgusting ingredients into a beverage like you know better there's information out there like why would you do anything less than you know what's fact-based good for you that people are looking for so that was kind of the approach kind of building it we had the information why would we go against it why would we make it taste gross why would we put ingredients that are make going to make people like you know crawl out of their skin with caffeine crashes so all that sort of stuff we use to to build this delicious beverage. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's, it's very cool getting to the soccer games too. Cause I'm thinking of like my daughter, she's at, you know, she plays volleyball, but you can see, you, you see some kids and they show up and they have these like horrifically bad things that they're consuming at a, you know, an athletic event. And you're like, how does your, you know, they're young, they're, you know, <laughs> you know, 10, 11, 12, right. And you're like, how do your parents even let you bring that to a game, let alone think that that's good to give you to sort of rehydrate or well, you know, whatever the, the goal is. Just it, it doesn't make any sense. So I think it's very cool that you guys are able to sort of evolve. Like I could see this, my parents, you know, my family, they live in Vegas now. I could see this being in like Vegas nightclubs, you know, or bands having it on the side when they're, you know, on their, on their, on their uh, you know, where they're an extra guitars or things like that, where you can kind of, plug it in kind of anywhere because it's not it, Joe, you're hired as our new head of sales right <laughs> but speaking of that right like you're you you know this, this sort of i've read your quote modern pop culture curious end quote kind of guy so like is there like a recent pop culture development that sort of caught your attention and how this might influence you in the creativity you bring to your brand there's always pop culture movements at all times from like a song that's just on every TikTok video to whether it's sea shanties. Like I just love that stuff. I'm constantly consuming everything pop culture from the people magazine crossword puzzle to like <laughs> every sort of new music that kind of comes out. And that, and I'm now I'm translating that as how can how can, you know, illicit elixirs, you know, be a participate in pop culture in this sort of way. And so that is, that is definitely, you know, what I'm thinking in real time. I think the brand, for example, we want to be a pop culture brand. So what you're going to see coming soon is, is our pop culture flavors, a la famous ice cream brand. But like, we want to be that, you know, 
like we get the the current zeitgeist for this target and the names like thirst trap and stuff really play into some of the you know the recent slang and stuff like that we're just having a blast kind of working with you know younger folks to kind of be re relevant to the young audience but not in a paris you know uh, i can't say the word sorry parasitical way is that right yeah yeah you want to like okay boomer or someone right yeah, exactly. So we're just having a we're having a blast with like bringing a pop culture brand into the functional beverage space, or you know, even just in the like you're you're asking you know about Vegas. It, what we love about Vegas and why it feels right for us is that's a place where we want to bring this this world of happy hedonism where people feel like they're in the pursuit of what makes them happy and the also pushing away what makes them feel unhappy. But that's really what the brand is about. So we want you to go and we want you to mix this with alcohol if you, you want to mix it. We want you to sing too loud at the club. We want you to dance on top of the bar. We want you to do whatever you think is fun uh, that makes you happy. And it seems like Vegas is the perfect place for a brand like ours to kind of enc encourage you and to not, you know, pleasure shame you or anything like that. It's really about having fun. I like to say we go from the health club to the nightclub and we pair well with Turkey Club is my <laughs> easy slide headline that I'm probably never going to use. But, well, you know what? You you put it on the bottom or something, right? Like that. <laughs> there's something there's something there with that. I think I think that's a good one. I like. <laughs> yeah, it's got the taste. It's a rec it's a recovery drink, too. So, you know, you can have it at the club and it's it'll give you that oomph before the club and recovery after. So. Yeah, and, and that's what most people in Vegas probably need that are going there for the weekend to kind of let loose and, you know, ha have their fun and, and, and whatever, you know, form of fun they consider fun. <laughs> yeah, we want to be in those places where people are letting them letting themselves have fun. And that's what we mean. That's kind of what we mean about the, uh, you know, the welcome to happy hedonism. It's this new, except we're a maximalist brand that wants to bring that sort of fun to your life. So whether it's the AR can that gives you a smile to your day or with the fruity flavors that are low in calorie, that gives you a little flavor boost that's something you can enjoy or, or the functional ingredients that, you know, that help and support that dopamine production. That's we really want to bring that sort of happiness. We think the world needs more happy. That's why we created it. And we're going to create those experiences, whether it's a sampling event in store, whether it's a piece, whether it's a piece of point of sale or whatever it is, we want people to engage with a, a smile and, and have it brighten up their day a little bit. Yeah. Your displays are amazing. I think the whole brand is just, it just screams fun and, and, but, but like, again, healthy, which is so amazing to kind of tie those two together. Healthy when, is fun. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's it, it, how happy you are. You <laughs> in here in america it's like you know you, you could use a little more fun right yeah exactly well yes that's another <laughs> podcast joe yes sir <laughs> but you know speaking like i i do follow you on linkedin and and i think that i encourage everyone listening to follow you on linkedin because you, you have a lot of cool insightful things you're just sharing like you said you're at you're at a trade show or this is a new store we got into or whatever it might be but a post you put up not that long ago you sort of challenged or not, maybe not challenge, encourage, whatever it might be. It's all camaraderie, but other, you know, advertising professional professionals uh, to consider, you know, starting their own brand and kind of like bet on themselves. Right. So like if, if someone is in that world and, and they're kind of on the fence, like what advice would you share or give to them to kind of take that leap of faith and like in their own abilities that they know they have? 
Yeah, what advice would I give to these, I would say, senior senior advertising exec folks? I think for me, it was such an aha moment. As we, as we kind of like get a little bit older in the business, the air gets a little bit thinner at the top in terms of options for, you know, creative professionals in the industry, you know, and that's, I'm not, I'm not saying anything revolutionary there in terms of we all, we all know that there's kind of an age ceiling where things get a little bit tougher for older creatives. And I think this option of starting your own brand isn't one that has been talked about as much as I think it should be for creatives as an option. And so I was really excited to share as I've been kind of going through this journey, it's only been less than a year that we were walking our dogs and had this idea. So the ability to go from an idea to, you know, on the shelf at Jade's or in a prime Amazon is taking less than a year. And I think for creatives who have been in the business, they're, you know, they're, they're going to ask all the questions. Well, how do you do this? And how do you do that? But having gone through it, I can, I can tell them like, you have no idea how the skills that you've been building for over 20, 30 years in your career apply just so easily to starting your own brand. You know categories better than anyone else. Your, your Rolodex, I'm really dating myself now, is deeper. <laughs> you can speak with authority when you're talking to investors that, hey, I'm an expert in marketing. I've worked on these brands. I understand this category. You can, you know, there's, there's so many things that you bring to the table and the upside is bigger. What if this does take off and, and it starts to be a global brand? Wouldn't that be incredible? So I think the upside is better. Your skill set is, is needed more. So I wanted to let them know because I don't know how many folks there, you know, there's a lot of people out of work right now in advertising and a lot of people I've worked with for years, they're looking for jobs and it just, it seems scary that, oh, okay, all right, let me go start my own brand that I'm telling them. It's scarier not to. You have all the skills, you have the energy and expertise to really, who knows if it's going to be a global brand, but you're going to have a ton of fun and you're going to, you're going to be really proud of, of what you're making every single day. So yeah, I did want to share that message. I want to share that message more, quite frankly, because I think, again, there's a lot of people, my peers who I grew up with in the industry who are scared and wondering what's next. So Anyway. Yeah, of course, of course. And I, I think that that's, that's great advice to share with anyone. And, you know, a lot of people, I think it is that, can I be the client or can I be, you know, put, put yourself in the other side of what you're used to servicing, right? Like I'm used to servicing this client. Can I be the client? And I think, you know, when I read that, I was like, dang, that's like great advice because you are like living proof. And it, like you said, it's been like less than a year. So you have like such measurable results that someone can be like, oh, he's been doing this brand for 15 years. It's like, no, it's like 15 no. months, right? No, and it would, have been, it would have been sooner too if we, you know, had, the, you know, there's always some speed bumps along the way, but it, it could have been six months. And, and so I think, you know, that, and that's because of my experience in advertising. And I know they have probably better experience than some of them than I do working on bigger brands and stuff like that. So I, I think what they would need though, I think the biggest thing that I don't have that I needed was, I can't believe I have to say this again, but my partner, John, he's gonna, he should, he really, he really is his ego. If he ever watches this is going to be out of control, but having somebody, like I said, in those early days who can see the brand from an operational standpoint, that's not something that I think maybe advertising professionals know. So I would, my first piece of advice after going to a trade show would be find yourself a great partner 
and who can really do the things that you can't do that you, you don't know because that it's a great partnership. Yeah. I mean, he is, it sounds like you guys have a great sort of rapport together. And like you said, having that ops guy that, or girl, um, that can sort of help you, you know, bring, bring to the table things you're not really, you know, that's not your, your, your world, but you, you're seeming to, to pick up on that, you know, much quicker. And I think it's, it's kind of pushing you guys so much farther along because you both bring so much to the table and not to answer for John, but, but on, on uh, for yourself, like, looking ahead, you know, you've talked about like, you know, pop culture and where you see, but is there like sort of a, a, a grand vision? Do, do you all have like, Oh, in five years, we want this and, you know, what, what's sort of like the legacy you, you hope to leave in this world of, of beverages and, and branding with illicit elixirs? Uh, what uh, legacy would I love to give? It's a great question. It's, it's a hard one for me to answer, but I would say I would love for this brand to be a part of pop culture the way I think it can be. I would love for this brand to be the brand of a generation and multiple generations to come. I think that would just be an absolute hoot to watch that something, you know, something we built could, could resonate with so many people would be really fun. And, and, and I think to do that, we got to constantly say, stay pop culture curious and listen and, and watch and tinker and, and just have fun with it and just have people, have that fun resonate with people and be that best part of their day for them. And I just would love that. You know, I would just love that. I mean, I get, I get chills when I see people post a picture with them drinking it at a barbecue. It's just, uh, it's the feeling is incredible, Joe. I, I got to tell you. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's what I saw. Yeah. When I saw you and when, when we connected, I was like, man, it just looks like, you got you guys just having fun doing this. And of course it's a business and you take it very seriously as you've laid out on this talk here uh, of how much homework you're doing and how much you're, you're putting the, the hours in the time in, and you're not just kind of like, Oh, uh, I'm leaning on my background in, in, in advertising. Like you're doing the work and it's kind of, you know, it's showing in such a short time, like how far this brand has come. I mean, for me, it's like, uh, I'm ex I'm excited just to see how it continues to go on, and you know, having someone like John along with you that that's huge, right? Because this guy is coming along with you know his set. You have your side, and together it's just like a like a happy, really happy hedonistic marriage, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 really been great. It's been fun. It is. It's hard to stay loose and have fun because you almost. Now that I'm like the client, it's like, that's really hilarious. Can we do it? Can we not do it? I don't know. I'm scared. Should I? Should I hit send? All right. Let's do it. <laughs> so I got to, I got to remember who I was and who I am. I, it's a, it's an inner battle. Yeah. To, but every time we trust our gut and have fun, like that's a great name. Do it. It just, people feel it. It's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Anyway. It, yeah. So, and, and, you, and you know, the people I've met that work with you and around you, you seem to have a, a great team together. I'm a fan. Like, I can't wait to see where this goes. I feel that doing this podcast together, I'm in early because probably in a year from now, you'd be like, oh, dude, I'm too busy, <laughs> you know? So I, I feel very fortunate. Podcast, Joe. This is my first podcast. I exact right? So I'm very excited to I be- I remember it forever. Yeah, to be the first to, to kind of talk with you because, I mean, I, I really truly believe in this brand. I, I, I Like I said, I think it's a, an amazing just aesthetic design hard work behind Hold it. Hold on one second. Send Joe yeah. lifetime supply <laughs> of Elizabeth. Okay, sorry. No, no. Sure. I mean, I, all kidding aside, I truly think, you know, 
this, it, you guys have a, such a cool product going and that's why I reached out. I wanted to sort of get to know you, your story. It looked very, and you're very active online, LinkedIn and, and social media. So like, I really appreciate you taking the time today for your first podcast and uh, sharing this story with everyone, because I think people will really gain a lot from this. You've done so much in such a, a short time that I think it's a, a beneficial thing for anyone to listen to, regardless of the industry they're in. Thank you very much. I mean, that's, that makes me, that's amazing. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, man. I'm glad you love the product. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it means a lot. I, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a blast to build and I'm glad it's really coming through. So I'm trying not to cry. But <laughs> you're me close, man. I'm, an, I'm emotional. Don't let this cardigan fool you. Yeah. The designer, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much again for your time today, you know, Jason, and uh, we we will meet up in person soon at one point, you know, come come to one of your events and say hi. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. Yeah, we'll be out there in a few weeks. I'd love to meet. We'll go to we'll go to Jade's Market. Exactly. Right. <laughs> not drinks. Yes. Sir. Four packs on me, okay. Joe. All right, man. Well, thank you again for your time today. Great to meet you face to face. And uh, man, Alyssa Elixirs, you got, everyone's got to try it. I'll have the website, AlyssaElixirs.com. In the show notes, everyone go try it. It's a great product. Thank you very much. Great talking to you. Thanks, Joe. You too, Jason. Thanks. Thanks.